name of Jesus, we pray and say amen. 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 It's Black History Month. It's Black History Month. Black History Month. Amen. And in a real sense, it's always Black History Month. We pause this February to celebrate Black History Month. What a privilege. It is to be able to celebrate such a powerful history, which is American history. Amen. Um, since my sermon, I had the privilege. If you have not watched Harriet Tubman, read that and watch it. Very good. I watched it last night. Uh, the new that recently. What's well, on? It's in Red Box now, so it's been out. Yeah, so if you haven't watched that, that's, so I highly recommend that you read that. And, uh, you know, there's so many shades to, even in that movie, I learned things about her that I didn't know. And so, uh, what a powerful, powerful, powerful <coughs> historical figure um, in our history. Did so much. This morning, I want to begin a series on balance, balance, living in balance, living in balance, uh, living in balance, living in balance. <clears throat> and so, uh, first sermon uh, that I'll be preaching from the subject this morning of the imbalance of nothingness. The imbalance of nothingness. And uh, I want to uh, focus uh, this subject on Matthew, twenty-fifth chapter, uh, beginning with the fourteenth verse. I'll be reading reading from the King James version uh, of this text. And once you found it, if you would please stand, reading with God's word. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. 
Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Lord, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter in, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid. I went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with Ursula. Take therefore the talent from him, and give them to him which had five, ten talents. <laughs> For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There should be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. May the Lord add a blessing to the reader and hearers of this written word. <coughs> The imbalance of nothingness, uh, living in balance. But starting off living in balance, we all have to have a balanced life. Balance is critical in life. This past week, I stopped and got my wheels balanced. My truck, truck was riding rough. wheels are not properly balanced on any vehicle, you also subject that wheel, those wheels, those tires to uneven wear. Typically when it's not balanced, it's going to shake and it also uh, causes uneven wear. So what they do is they place weights on the wheels to even out the pressure. Because if not, then one part or one wheel can wear out because there's too much pressure in that area. So they literally place weights to even out the pressure um, so that there's not too much pressure on one or two tires. If we're not careful, we can become unbalanced yeah. in life where there's too much weight in one area. Sounds like somebody knows what I'm talking about. So therefore, we have to have balanced lives so that 
we're not wearing out one aspect of our lives so that life can be lived in a more even plane. One of the things that I've come to understand is if we're not careful, there is a thing that is called the imbalance of doing absolutely nothing. Some of us can get really good at doing absolutely nothing. And we are created beings called to do something. Let me say that again. You were created to do something. You are not here. You are not a nobody who was created to do nothing. Just the opposite. God created you. If you're here, you're here because God wants you to do what? Something. <laughs> and so nothingness should never be an option. And if we're not careful, we'll rely so heavily on nothingness and therefore we find ourselves imbalanced. Songwriter said years and years ago, you know, go many of y'all remember that song by Billy Preston. He said, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something if you wanna be with me. Y'all remember that? <laughs> I know I got some old school folk in here that remember that. Young folk may not remember that song, but yeah, that, those were the lyrics. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something if you wanna be with me. <laughs> but looking deeper at that, at that verse, looking deeper at that, what is he really saying? Because Billy is saying, you know what? I don't have nothing either. Because <laughs> he just said what? Nothing from nothing. I need you to have some, but I don't have nothing. But Billy, you want somebody to bring you something, although you have what? Nothing. Something wrong with that picture. But, but it speaks volumes because there are a whole lot of folk in the world that what? Want somebody to bring them something, although they don't have what? Nothing. many of us live in balance in life because we do absolutely nothing. 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 Um, there's too much weight you carry in some places. And therefore we have to do some things not operate out of nothingness. We can't always choose to not do anything. We have to be willing to do some things. And so we need balance in life. Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Yoke, yoke is that which is tied, which you share. You share the yoke. 
yoke is something that's tied typically to animals and you know and their sheer weight and distribution. So Jesus says, my yoke is either yoke is also uh, an apparatus that was used to 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 work and do something. <laughs> In other words, Jesus is saying to us, my yoke is easy, and as you do, I'm willing to share, but you got to do what? You have to be willing to what? Do something. And nothingness is not an option. It's not an option. There's some things you need to hand over and share with Jesus, but not run and hide. There's some things that we all need to share. There's always that thing and that time when we feel like it's beyond our ability, but it's never beyond Jesus' ability. So doing nothing should never be an option. The option ought to be that, you know what, it's just time for me to hand some of this over to you, Lord. Because I can't do this alone, but I know you can. <laughs> That's why the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ. So doing absolutely nothing should never be a, an issue, uh, 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 an option. So for this first sermon, I really want to deal with, once again, the imbalance of nothings. What it means uh, is that when we do nothing because you have a picture, sometimes... We do nothing because we have a picture of nothingness operating inside of us. It's operating from that space of what is the point? What is the point? Why should I even try? Doing nothing creates this imbalance once again in life. It's so easy to get into the habit of choosing to do nothing. Some lives are not in balance because they do nothing when they really, when there really is something that needs to be done. Uh, once again, I watched that movie last night, Harriet Tubman. I'm glad that people like Harriet uh, were willing to do something even when others weren't. <laughs> even when she knew she was operating beyond her capacity, it didn't stop her. She still did something. She didn't allow her position in life, watch this, her position in life to define her destiny. She didn't allow her circumstances to dictate her destiny. She looked beyond all of those things. Uh, she was a slave, uneducated, a woman, but none of that controlled the narrative of what she was willing to do. She had much she, she had much of nothing in a real sense, not much of anything, but she still became something powerful 
to be reckoned with. We have to do something even when it seems we like we have nothing. So your nothingness should never dictate the something that you ought to do. Does that make sense to anybody? Jesus tells this parable of the talents. The one who receives one does absolutely nothing with his talent. Now talent, let me, let me break this down. A talent represented probably 20 years worth of wages. It's 20 years worth of wages. I want, you, I want to paint this picture for you. So the one that got five, he, he, he got, what, um, what, a hundred years or so worth of wages. One that got uh, three, he got about 60 years worth of wages. And the one that got one still got 20 years worth of wages. Now, now let me put a pin right there. I wish somebody would come and give me 20 years. Look, I'm going to tell you now. You can get five. I'm going to shop for my 20. My one, if somebody walks up and give me 20 years worth of wages. That's not bad money right there. That's not bad change. That's a retirement. That's still enough for retirement almost. That's 20 years worth of wages. That's what he received. 20 years. So that, that's, that's a little bit of change, y'all. But he did absolutely nothing. I think one of the greatest enemies <clears throat> of threats in life is found right here in this text. One of the things that causes, that paralyzes us from doing anything is right here in this text. Our greatest enemy, your greatest challenge, the, great, the thing that stops you in your tracks all the time from accomplishing your dreams, your goals, your pursuits, is right here in this text. Your greatest threat to success is right here in this text. Look at, look, at, look at what this text shares with us. What we learned from this. This man's life is out of sync because one thing is driving his decision. One thing is rendering him inactive in life. In the text, he tells his master why he does nothing. He says, because I knew you were shrewd. In other words, I didn't want to get crossways with basically, he says what? I was afraid. Your greatest threat is your fear. Your fear. Your fear. That is your greatest threat. 
most of the time we don't do anything because of some element of fear. That's right. It's fear. It's fear. He says, I was afraid. When your fear gets in, in, in the way, your faith is neutralized. Allow me to pause here and say your faith, watch this. I just want to put a pin right here. Your faith has to become greater than your fear. Your faith has to be greater than your fear. At all times, not just one time. Your faith has to always be greater than your fear. Your faith. Look, the Bible says that we walk by what? Faith. We walk by faith. We Not only that, but the Bible also says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but one of what? Power. We are not supposed to be afraid. You know what? I've got to a point I, have, I had to train myself to get to this point. If my reason for not doing something is because of my fear, I wipe that out. I've learned to just say no. That cannot be the basis of my decision. Fear cannot be the basis of my decision. But that means that sometimes you got to be honest with yourself. If it comes down to the fact the only reason you're not doing something is because you're afraid, that's not of God. That is not of God. And that cannot be the thing that causes me to make my decision. So right then and there, I just, I, nope, that, that will not be. Matter of fact, oftentimes I'm learning that God is pushing me out. Look, God will push you out beyond your limits. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And God has been challenging me and challenging me and challenging me to move beyond my limits. Things that I'm not comfortable with. That I don't feel like I'm capable of doing. Look, let I, I want you to know something. Look, I'm just, I, I, I want to teach and preach this morning. Everybody in here has insecurities. That's right. That's true. That's right. Absolutely. Why don't we act like we don't? None of us are all of that. Everybody in this room has insecurities. Absolutely. It's how you manage it, it's what you do with it. You don't think Herod was afraid, but she didn't let it stop her. You don't think Herod had insecurities, but she didn't let it stop her. We all have that. You don't think that these, the guy with five talents didn't see the type of person his master was? And the one with three talents didn't see what kind of 
person is master what do you think that in the back somewhere in the recesses of their mind they were thinking the same thing as the one with the one talent but they didn't allow that to stop them they decided I'm going to do something I ain't going to do just nothing matter of fact you know what if I'm going to go out I'm going to go out on my own on my own way my own thoughts not based upon fear but based upon what I know to be operating on the inside of me. <coughs> Fear caused this man to hide what he had. I got a question. <laughs> what are you hiding because of your fear this morning? What are you hiding because of your fear this morning? What's not coming into play? What are you not doing simply because you've been afraid too long? I'm stepping on somebody's toes. Yes, sir. We hide gifts because of fear. We hide creativity because of fear. You know how you don't want nobody to see your work? You don't. You you scared and afraid that they not gonna they gonna judge your work some kind of way. So you hide your own creativity. You're in the room with a bunch of people. You have something to say, but you never say anything because you're so worried about how they're going to judge what you have to say. So therefore, you never provide the input. What are you hiding because of your fear? God didn't give us a, a spirit of fear. What are you not inputting or allowing to come forth simply because of your fear? We hide parts of ourselves because of fear. It's time to come out of hiding. It's time to come out of hiding. I am not like this mic is just for some reason bothering me. It's not sound right. Right, okay. What are we hiding because of fear? We must come out of hiding. God want to use all of you. Amen. Not some of you are what you feel comfortable with. That's the imbalance part. We don't fulfill everything we need to fulfill because we keep trying to ride on one tire. to use it all. Even the thing that you don't feel like you're good at. Because that's where God will get the most glory. What are you hiding this morning? This man says he is fearful of the master. But I think he's more, watch this, is more afraid of his own failure. He was so afraid that he never, watch this, he never, he was so afraid that he never even tried to succeed. Ooh. Somebody missed that. Ooh. He was so afraid that he never tried to succeed. <laughs> wow. Are 
Are you so afraid this morning that you never even tried to succeed? Ooh. Wow. Look at somebody and say, it's time to come out of hiding. <laughs> afraid of his own fear. Afraid of the disappointment he would feel. You have to do something in order to expect something. It's time to do something, church. Watch this. Using your faith is a part of being balanced in life. I said using your faith. Seeing your faith in action. I'm not talking about what you believe. I'm talking about what you do. Because I know yeah, you believe in Jesus Christ. You believe that he's your Savior and your Messiah. But now I'm talking about putting that belief in action. It's what you do. Nothing will ever work if you don't work it. Let me say that again. Nothing will ever work if you don't what? Work it. Touch somebody and say work it. Work it. <laughs> How do we work it? We can glean some insights from this parable, I believe. We're told this man entrusted them with his wealth. He saw something in each one of them. As a matter of fact, the text says that everything was distributed according to their what? Their ability. They all received portions of his wealth, portions of what this man deemed valuable. You don't give what you deem valuable to just anybody. Mm, let me say that again. You don't give what you deem valuable just to anybody. Mm, maybe that is the problem because some of us have given some of ourselves to some folk that we never should have because you know what? Maybe because on the inside of you, you saw nothingness rather than somethingness. And if you saw somethingness, then you'd know not to give yourself to just anybody who represents nothingness. Boy, I believe I just said something. I hope somebody received that just now. And so, it's understanding who you are. Uh, and so, we, 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 we're told that he entrusted this according. This man had witnessed what they were capable of doing. I want you to see this. This man had witnessed what they were capable of doing. He saw them working. He had already seen them work. So even the brother that had been given one talent had gained enough trust from the master. Are y'all with me? Yes. For the master to actually even give him what? The one talent, the 20 years of his wealth. So the, the master had already seen something from this brother's behavior to entrust him with that wealth. And so it was there. So in other words, the man expected something from him based upon what he had seen and what this brother had done. We work it, I'm going to get straight to the point, we work it when we understand how to expect something from ourselves. Uh, let me make it plain. 
there is a time when you simply have to expect something from yourself. The brother had performed based upon the master's expectation. But now the master was gone. He needed to expect something from himself. Watch this, I'm going to bring it even closer to home. When you grew up, most of us grew up, mama did, either mama, grandma, somebody, they did almost everything for you. Yourself. 
in order to achieve the things that God has destined for you to achieve, I expect you work, you work it by expecting something from you. You ought to touch yourself and say, I expect something from you. I want you to get that. And I'm not talking about something external that's rooted based upon what other people, but I'm talking about what do you expect from yourself? Lord, I expect something from you. I expect you to do better than you did last year. Come on, somebody. I ain't selling for what you did last year. That was last year. I expect you to do better this year. I expect you to grow this year. I don't have nobody looking at this. It's not external. I ain't trying to do it for nobody else. It's what I expect from you. You telling yourself. I expect that this decade is going to be a better decade than the last one. You got to tell yourself that. You have to expect Something from yourself. Yourself. That's not rooted externally, but that comes from the inside of you. I expect you to work it. To work it. Secondly, secondly, believe. I think, I think. You know, as I said, we, we, how do we work it? How do we work? I, th I think we have to expect something from ourselves. But secondly, in order to expect something from yourself, you have to believe in what God has created in you. You have to believe in what God has created in you. It's not, watch this, it's not what you've been given. But, it's ra it, it, but rather it's what you already have in your possession. Because what you have in you dictates what you do with what you have. I'm going to make it plain. I know y'all are not with me. If you never get what you already have been given, you will waste what you are being given. If you never get what you already have, if you never understand what God has given you in what is called life, in your life, your creation, if you never understand that you've been created in His image, if you never understand that, you'll never understand what to do with what else God gives you. Look, 80%, 80% of professional athletes are broke in three years. Did you know that? 80% of professional athletes are broke in three years of, I'm sorry, in three years of retirement. Come on now. 
You heard me. I said 80% of professional athletes are broken three years of retirement. And we all know that they've made what? Millions and millions and millions. <laughs> they've made all of this money. But here's the thing. They, they're given all of this money, but they don't even see their own value within themselves. <laughs> so, watch this. So they look for value that they don't see in themselves. They, in other words, they go spending all that they have looking for something valuable. Because why? Why? Because they don't see the value in themselves. <laughs> Whew. Wow. Wow. It's amazing how we will what? Go spend and try to find something. Watch this. That already exists on the inside of you. You just never came into the fruition and understanding of just how valuable you are. <laughs> And if you really got to a point to where you understand, watch this, I want you to get this. You're the most valuable thing that you will ever encounter in life. God, somebody in here should just shout about that. There is, there will, you will never encounter, you can never, I don't care what kind of watch, what kind of house, what kind of car you can dream about and think you can touch, you know how we'll go someplace and we just want to touch something. The most valuable thing you will touch is you. Wow. Wow. You are the most valuable thing you will encounter in your life. not speaking to you, but that speaks to me that I am the most that God saw fit to create me in his image, that God saw fit to give his only son, begotten son, just for me, that God saw fit to keep blessing me and keep watching over me, that God saw fit to elevate me and allow me to go from glory to glory. That I am the most valuable thing that I'll ever encounter. Watch this, because there's, look, he saw fit to create me and didn't create another person like me. I was the only one. I don't, that ought to speak to something that he saw fit to create you uniquely. And place his imprint on you to where there is no other. They can say somebody looks like me, but he ain't created them like me. Right, so, so watch this. You can't buy this. You can't find this anywhere. <laughs> There was only one of you created in this entire world. Wow. Look at somebody and say, I'm valuable. <laughs> you don't have to chase something valuable when you understand that you are valuable. God, that's just powerful right there. You don't have to chase it. 
You don't have to chase it. And matter of fact, when you understand your value, you ain't afraid. Watch this. You're not afraid to hide things. <laughs> when you understand your value. Watch this. Because, watch this, I need somebody to get this. Whether I succeed or not, that doesn't dictate or determine my value. <laughs> I was valuable before my failure, and watch this, I'll be valuable after my failure. <laughs> God, God, that's good news. So my success or my failure in something does not determine my value. Because my value was established before I was given anything. Wow. So before the master gave them the wealth, he already saw what they were capable of. He already saw their value. Oh God, I don't know. I just wish I had three folk with me right now. That when God looks at us, he sees your value before he gives you a blessing. You're already blessed before he blesses you with things. Things don't make you blessed. Look, 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 look. So, this brother had his talent. Because, and he hid, I mean, he hid his talent because he couldn't see his Sorian Kierkegaard tells this story. Kierkegaard is this great philosopher in the seminary we studied. I know um, uh, Pastor Dick's ears probably just jumped up when I said Kierkegaard. <laughs> um, Kierkegaard, yeah, I'm telling a story. <laughs> a Kierkegaard story. Um, told a story of thieves. Uh, who broke into a jewelry store uh, and didn't steal anything. They, broke, they break into a jewelry store and they don't steal anything. What they do is simply rearrange the price tags. <laughs> they rearrange the price tags. So the next morning, the expensive jewelry uh, was sold as junk. Yeah. And the junk jewelry was sold as expensive. <laughs> you know what? And, 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 and there's something powerful there because I believe sometimes in this world, we've confused and we've exchanged the price tags on what's valuable and what's not valuable. Uh, I don't know somehow, but you allow somebody to put a tag on you that says worth nothing. <laughs> Don't you allow people to put tags on you that says worth nothing. Because you're valuable, you're expensive, but somehow we've confused what is of value and what is not of value. The fact that somebody says they're going to a football game that you'll pay $10,000 for one ticket, that's some, something's wrong with that. The kind of money we spend on entertainment rather than education, the price tags have been changed about what's valuable and what's not valuable. We, 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 we 
a lot this we're not careful this world will suck you into a system and define value for you we cannot allow the world to define our value you are once again the most valuable thing you will ever encounter it is not your house it is not your car Stop trying to get the next car and the next symbol to think that defines, you know, who you are. And it's none of that. It's not your house. It's not your car. It's not your art. It's not your jewelry. It's you. It's you. It's you. This man in the text didn't see his value, therefore he did nothing with someone else's wealth. Wow. He didn't lose it, but he didn't do anything with it either. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid the ultimate price for us to live a more abundant life. His death and his resurrection gave us access to the wealth of God's power. Now all we have to do is use it, church. You have to use it. It's time to stop hiding what you have. He saw enough. God saw enough in us to entrust us with the riches of the kingdom. Now all we have to do is work it. Are you willing to work what you already have? Because everything you need is already on the inside of you. You've got to work it because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. You've got to work it because, because no weapons formed against you shall prosper. You've got to work it because I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor the seed go without bread. You've got to work it. Because God is God all by himself. You gotta work it. Because God is a faithful God. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You gotta work it because God will be a bridge over troubled waters. You've gotta work it because God is able. At all times, in all places, and in all situations. So work it, church. Just work it. It's time that you stop lightening the pressure on that tire and start doing something because of who God is in your life. Stop being afraid. Don't allow fear to dictate what God is trying to do in your life. I challenge everybody in here that every time the fear thoughts come in your mind, you tell yourself, I walk by faith and nothing else. <laughs> I make my decisions by faith and nothing else. And I'm ready to work because God, I know if I take a step, you're going to take 10 steps. <laughs> if I take another step, you're going to take 20 steps. 
If I take one other step, God, you'll take 60 steps. God will always be ahead yeah. and guide you. I loved in that scene with Herod. I'm closing, I'm closing. I loved Herod. That, that movie was so powerful. Every time she reached a place and a point where she wasn't sure, she would. there was a scene where she'd just go on her knees and begin to pray. <laughs> You know, when she didn't know what to do, she read, there's a scene where she gets, she has to cross a river, and she doesn't know how deep the river is. Man, that was a powerful scene. I don't know if somebody's seen the movie, but that was a powerful scene. And so all through the river, she's pausing. She reaches, as the water is coming right here, she gets to a point where she just stopped God, and she begins to call on her God, and just what? Decides that she's still going to take another step. Because she's going to keep working it. Because her fear is not going to stop her from moving forward. So she just keeps stepping. And she never goes under the water. She stays above the water and keeps walking through the water. I'm telling somebody in here that you just got to keep stepping with God. It's your faith, not your fear. It's your faith that will see you through. Just keep working it and not allow your fears to dictate your destiny. Doors of the church are open. Hello, my name is Lawrence, and I am a choir singer here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. Thank you for listening. You can learn more about our congregation online at onefellowshipumc.org. You can also like us on Facebook in order to stay up to date with the latest events and activities taking place in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others on social media so that more people can hear about what God is doing here at One Fellowship Church. Thank you and God bless.